Today on The Breakdown, sometimes you're in a tournament where, you know, there's 850,000 euro for first place, not dollar euro, and not euro dollar, but for first place. Sometimes in that same tournament, you have incredible names like Victor Blom, like Jao Simenau, some other names that are admittedly tougher to pronounce because we're in Germany. And, uh, and sometimes you do a breakdown of a hand from that event with only seven players left that do not involve either Victor Blom or Jao Simenau. But the hand is so interesting, so compelling, you feel obligated to share it with your listeners. And today we are going to perform that service for you, gentle listener. We're going to do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Gentle listener. Why are you neutering our listeners, man? Our our listeners are violent. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. They can't be rock and roll. They have to be violent. They can't be extreme. They have to be violent. Well, apparently the definition of violence has changed in recent years, so... Has it? I don't know. People use it a lot for things that aren't actually the dictionary definition of violence these days. For example? Like, um, I I don't want to get into politics. Okay. I really just don't want to... I don't want you to either. Can you come with anything else? (laughs) The only examples I'm coming up with are where people use them in a political Mm. setting. Um, Yeah. This is, this is a struggle. It's a struggle. Cool. Um, you could say like... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, great. Oh, okay. Here, oh, okay. Here's this. All right. So it is going to be politics, but it'll be local <laughs> Portland politics. Okay, great. So uh, you could say... like I saw tweets that were like... So Ted Wheeler is the current mayor of Portland, and he's unpopular at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I saw a tweet from a, a person who was you know anti-Ted Wheeler who said... A vote for Ted Wheeler is violence against homeless youths. That's how I mean. But so you're saying that you think that when the person wrote that, that they don't actually think that if this guy is the mayor, that there will be more violence against homeless youths if so, than if someone else is the mayor? Because that's no, how I'm if you think it. about what they're saying, they're saying if you listen to the verbiage of the yeah. f- sentence, they're saying the vote itself is violence. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that's actually what they're saying or if that's just the way you're taking it. But you that's know? but it's been I don't know, maybe you haven't noticed this, but that's how that word has been used a lot mm. of the times in I see. In activist type discussions okay. over recent years. And it feels like the I definition see. is slowly moving. Okay. You know? Um All right. Well then you should just throw it around more just in, you know, regular <laughs> okay. public settings and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see what happens when you do that. Okay. You go into a police station. <laughs> Punch the first cop you see <laughs> and say, what's the definition of violence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. And I guess I can't be there because then I might be an accomplice. But I would love it if you could, you know, live stream. You could be shit. there wearing like a trench coat and a top hat yeah. and some sunglasses and be like not enter from a different door. No, I'll be there with a different. I'll be like, my dog has been stolen. You know, I've already been there for 10 minutes. And then I'll be like, here he is. Here he comes. Here he comes. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, cop. I got to watch this. <laughs> you know, go like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That would be incredible. It's good. Can we do that? We could do that, right? After the vaccine hits, yo, that's what we're doing. <laughs> First thing. I'm not. I mean, I say we, but really, it's all you. Well, you're going to be there. Yeah. I'm just observer, though. 
I'm I'm clean. What 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 makes you think that I'm not going to point to you and say <laughs> this guy told me to do this and then punch the cop? I have a feeling that if you say that, you will be the one arrested anyway, and they will question me and they will let me go because I'll be like, first of all, I did not. Second of all, even if I did as a joke, am I really in trouble? What if I just started yelling? That guy has a lot of terrorist stuff in his house, <laughs> a lot of bomb making materials. We would both be in a lot of trouble yeah, for a while, but but it would be worth it. You would be in more trouble and you would you would pay deeper, a deeper price though for saying shit like that. It depends on my pain tolerance and my my <laughs> ability to that's be true. in prison for life. You yeah, know, I guess that's versus true. yours. Also, I, I, I don't think I would enjoy prison at all, but I think you would do worse than me emotionally. Huh. I disagree, actually. I think you would be in way worse shape than me. Why? Because I am pretty, I'm a pretty like fucking rock solid um, glass of a house of emotion over here, man. You cannot just break through. So you're, you, are you actually claiming right now that yeah. you're more even keel than me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying in big spots I am, not in little spots. Which maybe. spots? Prison. <laughs> that you have no evidence. What, I've been to jail. Have you? You went overnight one time for yeah, protesting. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is like, uh, do you actually believe you're more even killed than me? Um, I think I am more even killed than pretty much everyone I know. And pretty I much don't, everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Um, I, I don't know. How about okay. that? I don't actually know. I haven't, it's not, it's not something I've ever considered. And even as I consider it now, I'd have to really think about it. I would crush prison. (laughs) (laughs) You would, you would be crying very quickly in prison, very clearly. And I would not. And thus you are less even killed. You have lost the even killed competition. Sorry. I guess, you know what what I did? I looked, I looked ahead in time. You got, when you got proof, you got proof, (laughs) you know, if I can do that, if I just had that one ability, by the way, why am I in prison again? How did I get in prison? You're the guy who punched the cop because and then because I told, falsely claimed I was a terrorist because it wasn't false. <laughs> then I wouldn't be in prison. Oh, I'd be in I'd be in a rough prison. Yeah, I'd be. Oh, bad I would prison. not be able to handle. I would not be able to handle like the terrorist prison stuff. I'll tell you right now. Do you think like just American maximum security prison is good? Is okay? I think it's you know I think they overrate it in like. The TV Yelp shows. reviews are too high. <laughs> you're saying? I actually have a lot to say about the American. Yeah, me too. But probably but we shouldn't the, do this it. This isn't the space for yeah, it. Yeah, like we could. All right. But I have a lot to say. Yeah. We're you know like, what? There's other things that, that I want to say that are different. Okay. Let's, of a different ilk. Okay. Let's ilk it up. Are we going to ilk one time in our lives? <laughs> so. Ew. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> That's gross. We talked recently on a podcast about action movies. And we were talking about what's the best standalone action movie. And we talked about Die Hard. I'm kind of lamenting that it still felt like Die Hard was too good compared to the genre because it's been so long mm-hmm. and there should be more good ones. Yeah. So people weighed in a little bit on that. Yeah. So I thought we should, uh, you know, hear what they had to say because what the fuck? You know what, what else I mean? are you doing with our lives? Yeah. I mean, over here, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, okay. So let's see if we can find what people said. Oh, all queued up. All queued up. I had it, but now I lost it. And I'm embarrassed to say. All right. Well, someone talked about. God damn it! This is embarrassing. Here we go. Paul Langang. Yeah, sure. He says John Wick, best recent action movies. It's a trilogy, but as far as I know, doesn't exist in any other cinematic universe. That's true. And also, I will say, Paul, 
The first one certainly wasn't supposed to be. I don't think anyone thought they were going to do more than one John Wick movie. Maybe right. maybe the writer and the director, but no, no, stu- the studio wasn't. You know, in their yeah. wildest dreams, this is happening only. This is like the one percent where it came through, and they're making four John Wick movies at right. least. So, so I think it counts as a standalone action movie for sure. Oh, another one, the one who lurks says. Oh, well, hold on a sec, though. Oh, okay, I know, I know where you're going because I'm going to agree with the one who lurks. Whoa, but. Um, I don't agree with the John Wick thing, but that's this is an unpopular opinion that I think you share, Jonathan, because John Wick is much. highly popular. Highly. I just don't like it very much. I don't think it's very good. I don't get why people like it either. It's very confusing to me. I understand people are shooting at each other, but uh, also it's weird anyway. They kill Keanu's dog, and he kills like 150 guys, and we're supposed to be on his side. <laughs> now, I know it's the mob, but a lot of those people he kills are like the driver and shit. Like, guys I mean, who are really just true. like... Uh, this is not a John Wick-specific gripe, right? This happens in a lot of action movies. Usually the hero only kills people who deserve it in action movies. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of, like, henchmen who die who probably don't deserve to die in he- lots of... But mostly the henchmen are, like, attacking or something. Like, in John Wick, he, like, walks into, like, a bathhouse and just shoots the shit out of guys who are, like... Lower but, level. But that's henchmen. not like your problem with John Wick. That's not why you don't like. No, it, it is not at all. Okay, I'm just saying I feel bad for those dudes who got killed. When I feel, like, I feel like it's it's a little weird that he's the a, a hero. He's not really. I guess he's an assassin, so he's not a hero. I mean, anyway. to me, John Wick just feels like, and I I know this is an unpopular opinion, but it just feels like another action movie. Like it's just it's a very violent action movie that has some cool action scenes. But there's nothing special about it that makes it feel like super cinematically great. I, I it's weird to me too because like so many people really love this. They franchise. do. So I, I feel like I have to like rewatch it because I only saw it once. But I, I don't know. Just, I watched the first one. You and I may have even seen the first one together. We actually uh, saw the in the same theater without knowing that each other were going to be there. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Oh is that when you were with like your real estate agent yes. friend or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I remember that. I actually, so we, both of us had the same reaction to it. And then I tried to watch the second one because people like the second one so much. And I got like seven minutes in and was like, you know, this just doesn't work for me at all, man. So it's weird. Okay. And, I mean, and I'm not even upset about their monetary system, which is a whole other thing to complain <laughs> yeah. about, but whatever. Either way, this is a legitimate answer from this oh, person yeah. because so many people do think John Wick is a great movie. No question. Right. So that, that answer counts for sure. Oh, it's no, it's a good answer. It's just as we don't agree. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Okay. The one who lurks comes up with a completely different one, and I love this answer. Of course, me too. Edge of Tomorrow throws down a great standalone action movie despite Tom Cruise being the lead. That's the only problem I have with that tweet is the last few words of the sentence. I mean, actually, I think that's the perfect phrasing. That is the perfect phrasing for it because Edge of Tomorrow is great. Yes. Tom Cruise is a good actor but is kind of a despicable human. I think that's what he's getting at. Is, are you saying it's a despicably human because of the Scientology uh, d- documentary on HBO? Or is there any other reason? I mean, he didn't he basically entrap Katie Holmes and like make her life hell through the Scientology thing? I don't know that that actually happened. I, I literally don't know. Okay. Um, I, I've, heard, I've heard some stuff that's like he's, he did some pretty bad stuff. Okay. I'm not, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, well, fair enough. If that's what we're talking about, maybe that's dis- fine. Maybe, that's despi- fine. maybe despicable is too far, but like mm-hmm. as a person, he's got some foibles that are a little bit obvious and clear and weird i mean whatever man yeah. like celebrities who get the or on you know like almost all celebrities if you stare at them long enough you're gonna find stuff about him now he may be a despicable person in the scientology stuff i got lots of issues with let yeah. me be clear and if that's what the one who lurks means i'm totally cool with that. i i'm sure that is what the one who lurks means because obviously tom cruise is wonderful as an actor I mean, especially if we're talking about action movies like yeah. the the most recent mission impossible films are awesome yeah and 
Edge of Tomorrow is awesome. By the way, Oblivion, the movie right before yeah, Edge actually, of Tomorrow. It's like pretty good. It's a darn good movie, I would even say. It's got say. some major plot hole issues, but... But it's darn good all yeah. the same. Edge of Tomorrow, though, is like oh, yeah. one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years. Agreed. It's great. Agreed. One of my, I, it's right up there with my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah, so good job with that one. The yeah. one works. Here's Austin Snack... Uh, excuse me. Aus Paul Snack Pod. You know, I can be forgiven. Yeah. Uh, who just seven minutes ago tweeted, now you guys are officially an action movie review show. Have you seen Not Quite Hollywood? I have not. No. I feel like Jonathan would enjoy it a lot, but be warned, it's also super cooked. Do you know what that means? Looking forward to a 35-minute review at the start of the show next week. (laughs) Super cooked. I don't know what that means, no. Okay, Not Quite Hollywood. Never heard of any of this stuff. Going to have to look into it. Maybe we'll get a review in about a week. Um. Any other thoughts on the action movie no, thing? No, we should probably go to poker now. Oh, come on. We're going to do the Dennis and Lovey podcast. We can talk about whatever we All want right. for hours and hours. This is a poker podcast. The people expect a certain amount of, fuck- of fuckery at the beginning. Oh, yeah, they do. But they also expect at a certain point we get into poker analysis. I'm not sure that they do <laughs> anymore. Well, how, raise your hand, listeners. How many of you stop the, stop the podcast as soon as we say, all right, let's get to the hand? How many of you? I know there's some of you out yeah. there. And that's okay. Well, they're going to be big fans of the Dennis and Levy pod. They are. All or right. Whatever it ultimately becomes called. Let's, let's, let's jump in. All right. So this is the final table of, as Jonathan mentioned early on, a 10K buy-in, a party poker back in 2018 yep. live event. Live Millions Germany. Yep. Uh, seven players remain. And you have the payouts? I sure do. Everyone has clinched 100,000 euro. The payouts are, as usual, not that interesting for a while. We go up 40K for sixth place to 140, then 200,000 euro for fifth place, 280 for fourth, 400 for third, and then we get a little more interesting. Um, I actually don't know because it's clear that the top two players made a deal um, because they're only 100K apart. But there's another, uh, you know, 1.6 million for the two of them to split. So it's probably something like 1 million and 600,000 euro or something like that, you know? Cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of money to be won. Is the point like there's like another nine hundred thousand euro to be won? Yeah, this is uh, you're you've won some money, but you only have ten buy-ins right now. Somehow, I mean, it's so rough. Fucking yeah. poker tournaments, man. I know. So rough. So we're gonna start with a guy named Andre who okay. is from Norway or something, some one of those countries because his name is spelled O N D R E J. It's cool, but Andre, he's got three hundred thirty-four million at the two and a half million, five million. Uh, level. Mm-hmm. So doing quite well over 60 bigs. Opens to 10 million on the button with 10 six of spades. Fine. Fine. Pavel Plusev, who's had some success in his life, I think, right? At least in this event. <laughs> We've done other hands yes. from him in this event. That's correct. He's in the small blind. This is one of those spots that's like a tough spot, even though it feels like people have answers. It's, I think you can go a lot of different ways here. He's got 182 million. So he's doing okay. Like it's it's yeah. uh, what forty blinds almost less. Yeah, less. like thirty six blinds. Yeah, uh, calls from the small blind with Ace of Hearts, Jack of Clubs. So is is the default play a three bet here? It's pretty close. It, you clearly can't fold this hand, right? Yeah. We're never folding ever in a million years. It does suck to just call here because, of course, we're inviting Victor Frickin Blom, who is the big blind. Yeah. Yeah. Now maybe we're also inviting a squeeze from Blom. Which suddenly makes me like this call back, a lot more. The back shove against Blom is pretty oh, great. Oh, you know what? Now I, now I love a call because that's going to happen way too often, right? He's going to put in a three bet a lot. He's I don't know. Blom. I mean, Victor Blom is not an idiot. And he's probably recognized that Pavel Plusev is mm, not an idiot. Maybe so right. he's not going to do it like just 
every time. Okay. Be, because like, what is Pavel Plusev's small bet, small blind calling range? Like it's probably pretty heavily weighted towards hands that could back raise. Um, yeah, that's true. That's probably true. But maybe Pavel can start to like, this is one of those things where if we call here and Victor doesn't three bet, now we can call with a little bit more speculative hands, although we can't do too much anyway. We have thir- we're 36 blinds deep out right. of position against the button, but we mostly have to three better fold. Um, anyway, uh, calling, of course, lets Victor in. If he's just going to call, it's kind of, it's not great, but if he's going to three bet, sometimes it's kind of great again. Uh, three betting, I think three betting is a pretty good play here. Like mostly, I know we're 38 blinds deep. I think we three bet to never fold against the buttons four bet shove. Well, it is kind of like 36 blinds with ace jack is a lot pre-flop. Yeah, but it works really well in this uh, positional spot, right? Positionally, like we, yeah. we certainly can't, if we three bet, we certainly can't fold, right? No, we can't, but it doesn't feel good. Well, it should feel good because that was your plan and you just got to just be like, yes, I hope you don't have it. That's exactly, I'm, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. So but you're I, so emotional. You know, this is, this is the thing. You get, you get emotionally rocked so easily. And this is why I worry about you in prison after you hit that cut. <laughs> now, this could be based on like, it, it's a big money spot at the final table and it yeah. is just a lower variance play. It is. It is. Um, this is one of those spots that uh, often comes up on the show where, where I like to say, it depends on how you assess your skill versus the table. Yeah. Like, I think if you think you're one of the best players at the table, it's pretty clearly you should flat. You should not play high variance when you still have 36 blinds. That's a lot of maneuverability with mm-hmm. a hand like ace jack. If you think you're somewhere in the middle of the pack or one of the worst players, you should definitely three bet to get it in. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fair. Three I mean, betting has other benefits. You know, if you get called by the button, you get to win the pot on the flop a lot more frequently than if you call and it's like a four, eight, nine flop. You're just check folding, right? Yeah. I mean, I think also part of it is just going to be what do we think about Andre as the opener on the button, right? If we think sure. he's got four bet, a fair amount of four bet bluffs in him, if we see him being like a little cray uh, at times, then we can probably three bet with a little more frequency here and feel good about it, right? Because mm-hmm. we're going to be inducing that four bet with against like ace five. And so like hands, we really want to be up against right. like, it just so, really so sucks if he has a hand like King eight and you're like, Oh, it's, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. Like I wish, I wish he had ace five, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well that also comes back to yeah, how, how high variance do we want to play? Right. right. We can decide. And if we don't like that spot of being up against King eight and we don't want to take that, the 63, 37 or whatever it is, then yeah, calling is fine. Especially with because Blom is going to three bet sometimes. Yeah, right? he that just helps is. a lot, making making this play a little bit more palatable. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you can go either way with it. The potential for the squeeze does make me like it a little bit more. That's mm-hmm. a good good point by you, Jonathan Levy. Thank you. So that's what happens. Pavel's going to flat. So All right. We've got ten six of spades on the button against Pavel with Ace Jack off. Pot's twenty eight million. I guess Victor Blom is. Uh... He folded. Oh what. He folded three deuce suited, which I guess we could talk about a little bit. Maybe just for a second. He's got like 28 blinds to start the hand, and he just folds a suited connector, the worst suited connector. But for one blind, what, getting an incredible price and closing the action, it feels a little little tight. It's surprising, especially like a guy who is so loose yeah. so much of the time that he would fold for one blind here. I wouldn't fold for one blind here, I don't no. think. Unless there, was, unless there was someone who was extre- extremely short on the table, someone with like four blinds or something like that, and I might just be like, you know, just gonna like not play marginal spots right now. I don't have to. You but could, that doesn't you could change the that. price that you're getting. And it's I not. Know. It's not like you have like. I'd rather fold a seven off in that spot than deuce three suited because you like you're far less likely to just put a bunch of chips in behind with deuce three suited. 
post flop. Um, it is. I mean, the way you, the only way you really put it in behind is where you like have a super sick cooler flop. Yeah. Or um, you flop a big draw, and now you're sort of stuck to the pot a little yeah. bit, and like bad things happen. Right. right? So he just doesn't want to be in that spot. I guess he's just trying to avoid those but, spots. But it's really weird and surprising. And if he was not named Victor Blom, we'd probably go after him a little harder. But who cares? Let's move on to the real meat of this hand. All right. Twenty-eight million in the pot. Yes. The flop is a good one for Pavel. Yeah. Jack of hearts, four of hearts, eight of diamonds. What a nice feeling when you flat a hand like ace jack off in the small blind in the button open and you get this flop. Yeah. By the way, backdoor flush draw, not flush draw for Pavel as well. While uh, Andre is sitting there with not much. Got backdoor straight draw. As Daniel Negreanu would say, sausage in hand. <laughs> he says that? Oh, yeah. Okay, good for him. Um, Pavel checks. Does Jonathan want to lead here? Does Johnny oh. Boy want to do a little lead? Johnny likes leading. Johnny doesn't hate the idea of a lead here. We have a hand that is good enough that we can actually take any amount of heat. Like if we lead, we're obviously never folding yes. to like any raises or anything like that. Um, the only problem with leading is we may just we may just get a lot of folds. Like this hand doesn't need that much protection, which is kind of cool. Having the ace of hearts in our hand is yeah, a pretty great it card. It means that if the king or queen comes in, it's a heart, then we still feel okay. Yeah, and even when the king or queen doesn't come, we we still have like another overcard that could bail us out. Anyway, I mean, two pair would probably be fine. And any two pair would probably be fine. Um, but there's like only kings and queens. There's like six cards that are really problematic for yeah. us, right? And even those, we're not going to fold on the turn if, if they come. Right. So it's not about, it's a pretty good spot where we could decide to check with the intention of like calling. I think part of it comes down to also just what we think about Andre. If we think he's got triple barrels or even double barrels, maybe we should be checking. If we think he's super wide, he probably is. Probably a check is going to get us more chips in the long run. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Unless Andre's going to attack a lead, then we might get yes. more chips that way. Yes, that's true. If we lead, what does it look like we have to Andre? It, I mean, from a more traditional perspective, it feels like a set or a combo draw or maybe jack eight suited. I don't know. Well, if it's any of those things, Andre really shouldn't be playing back at us, right? Yeah. You should have no interest in I playing guess if you're going to be balanced, you want to add in some, some gut shots and stuff. Yeah, when you have like Queen 10, it's yeah. Queen 10 suited. That is not... Uh, Hearts. Like, yeah, queen, like Queen 10 of Diamonds or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, gives us a backdoor flush draw too. It'd be strange to lead with anything that made no real sense with the board, right? Like just having ace-deuce of spades and leading. On this board where it's like a, basically a range-neutral type yeah. of board, yeah, I agree. It seems weird. Um I think I just like a check. We're mostly, most of our range we would check here. Why not check to the guy? Let him bet. He's usually going to bet, right? That's what happens. Cool. Pavel checks. Andre does bet. He goes kind of big, especially yep. considering final table and like deep in the tournament. He goes 15 million into 28. You don't see that hmm. on flops that often anymore. That's true. Uh, the flop is probably a little bit better. Well, it's probably pretty close, actually. Uh, it might be a little bit better for Andre now that I think about it than for pavel but it's, i don't it's pretty close i don't know if that i don't know if i agree with that really i mean pavel called out of the small blind yeah no i understand but like who has the sets here pavel probably has eights and fours he might he, he definitely has fours he might have eights he doesn't have jacks probably not um they both have the two pairs all the same two pairs actually if anything andre has more two pairs andre has more two pairs andre's sure. got jack eight pavel probably doesn't andre may have eight four suited pavel doesn't you know that's fair Andre Although, also has all the overpairs still, too. Okay, but we're talking about things that he could have, but yeah. as far as percentage of range that hits the board, Pavel's mm. probably got him. That's possibly true. It'd be interesting to run this through and see, but yeah. we're not going to do that right now. Yeah. Because, come on, 
Yeah. Like that. <laughs> That's crazy. Not interested. Um, if we did that, what would people criticize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. So anyway, Andre does bet $15 million with yeah. the 10 high. Sure. Why not? Try to get sixes to fold or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Take a shot. Sixes is a bad example because Andre has a six, but you know. We know. Andre bets $15 million. Any raising from Pavel or is always a call? I don't think it's a terrible idea to raise here. Okay. I would probably call. I'm sure if we talk about it enough, we're almost certainly going to end up with like, of course we should call. But and raise is kind of interesting in that the board is pretty wet. We definitely have hands that would be draws here that we would strongly consider raising, right? Yeah. I.e. 9, 10 suited, diamonds, maybe some gutters. Even. Yeah, like queen 10. Why yeah. not? Um, I don't know if we can have, we probably can't have 9, 7 suited. I don't think. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Or, yeah. 10, seven suited. I just doubt it. Um, but okay. Still, uh, queen nine suited. Maybe probably not more probably likely not. five, six or six, seven suited. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. So, so if we're going to have those hands, this is, this is a hand we could really decide to check raise again. We would never be folding no matter what, like we yeah. get three bet, we get shoved on. We're just going to put the chips in and be like, yeah, you got an over, you had Kings. I guess, I guess we could have gotten in earlier. Oh, well, I, I mean, if know. we raise though, we're just hoping that the dude is bluffy or he has a Jack also. That is. Yeah. The thing is that like the concern with just calling is because we're out of position, we check and the guy just checks back. And, you know, and it's just harder if he has an okay hand. He has we, can, hand. we can lead some turn cards. We can. That's true. That's true. I think this is an interesting hand to consider check raising because it's pretty darn strong on this board. Yeah. Ace Jack is really good on this board, especially it's, just, it's kind of a wet board. Like, what's he going to do with tens? Is he going to call with tens if we raise? I think he probably is. Don't you? It sucks. I You're just going to bet fold tens on this board? This I guess you might check too back wet. tens some of the time. You could check it back, but if you bet it, you can't fold it. I think. We just don't have enough strength then. Like if we're yeah. folding, if we're bet folding tens. We have no strong hands basically. But are we calling the turn then? If Pavel bets again, probably not because now tens are near the bottom of our. So we're probably our, getting our about the range. same amount out of tens either way. Two streets of value. Yeah, yeah. Because the the difference is that um, the board could get a little funky and scare tens off. Overcards could come. Yeah, diamonds could come. Stuff like that. But as you pointed out in one of our more recent podcasts, in a similar spot, we give up. Andre's bluffs if we check raise. Like, what, yes. if, what if Andre accumulated this large stack by bluffing a lot yeah. and putting a lot of pressure on people, which is often the case when you see somebody with a ton of chips? Like, you probably want to let that guy bluff. Agreed. And this, this comes down to what do we think about this player and yeah. for sure, right? Um, if we think he's got multiple barrels in him, if we think he's got at least two barrels in him, like a lot, then I think, yeah, just check calling's fine, especially because there's, like we said, we're afraid of basically offsuit kings and queens and not afraid enough that we're going to fold the turn even if they come. Like, the king of clubs comes on the turn, we are check calling, right? Yeah. He, we know he's going to bet again almost always. If Absolutely. he's fluffy, we're always calling and we'll have to figure it out on the river and that may be tough, but one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah, let's let him bluff. Okay. That's what Pavel does. He calls. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's how he would play it if he was playing on nitrogen sports also, probably. He probably played a little different, though, because that was live and Nitrogen is online only, Grant. Right, and he would be so excited the whole time. He might accidentally check raise out of excitement because of how fast he gets his Bitcoin when he withdraws. Also, he'd be so freaking excited about the monthly Poker Guys only invitational tournament deal. Well, well put, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Where it costs a tenth of a millibit to play. They guarantee a hundred millibits. That's a thousand buy-ins guaranteed, Grant. They cap the player pool at 300 for some reason. 
with Bitcoin at the extraordinarily high prices of around forty-five dollars to $50,000 each. It's like $5,000 in the prize pool, like 3,800 of which is just free and no one, you know, just they're just putting in. Yeah, get in there. They're, you have to use the link in the description of this podcast to get access to that and to all of our special stuff. That there's we so do. much, so yeah. much special stuff. It sounds a little creepy, but it's not. It's not creepy. that creepy. When you say special stuff, it's not creepy. That's just a fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like we just ran our March Madness bracket last week. Yeah. Um, that was only for people who use the link. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And you know, $300, they just threw into this, uh, this pool just for our people. Yeah. And so you could be one of those people if somehow you're not already. If you're not already, by the way, maybe look at yourself in the mirror and take stock. Cry. Don't feel obligated to cry. Cry, helps, cry if you feel something. Crying will be a physical gesture of you shedding your, your skin, mm. starting anew as the person that you were always meant to be. Mm. See, I love what you said, except crying will be a physical gesture of you shedding your skin, you know? Yeah. And then the rest of it, too. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it, like, was, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> no, like, sh- like, shedding your skin would be the physical gesture. Just... Gesture, gesture, right? Just shed your skin, man. Okay. Crying will be your human version of if you were a snake <laughs> and then you shed your skin. Okay. Yeah. Crying will be your, your growth manifest, perhaps. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. So inelegant. I think Walt Whitman said that. <laughs> WW, right? Yeah. Yeah. Breaking Bad. That's right. Thank you for getting that reference. One time, that. There was a time when Breaking Bad was a show that was coming out and it was fun. <sighs> that was back when. It was event television. Hey, Better Call Saul still thing. There's a bunch of great event television, actually, with the uh, streaming services now. Mandalorian, WandaVision. Uh, okay. I'm excited. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, we can't do this now? You bring up Breaking Bad, and now no, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. I haven't seen... First of all, I haven't seen WandaVision, but you can't put Mandalorian in the Breaking Bad category. That's absurd. I'm putting it in the event television category. Okay, but it's it's not even... It's, it's insulting to put that in the same category. You're insulting... <laughs> Because what I'm saying is like Mandalorian is a pile of fucking dog shit compared to Breaking Bad. Dude, first of all, you know, I think Breaking Bad is literally the best TV show of all time. And I believe Mandalorian is the second. No, No, you don't. No, of course not. But I do think like it was exciting when when each episode would come out and I'd like turn off the lights, get excited to watch it. And that's true for WandaVision, too. And like, hallelujah. That's all I'm saying. Why are you turning off the lights? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I just want privacy. (laughs) Okay, it's the Anyway, ad. this is still the nitrogen ad. <laughs> <laughs> they pay us to say these things. They pay us. <laughs> what a world. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous. The economy is broken. This is, <laughs> this is evidence right here. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> use the link in the description. You get access to all the cool shit. They also have sports betting and casino games. Yeah. Get in there. Get you some damn poker. Right. Speaking of poker. <laughs> yeah. That was a good ad, huh? That's really good. I just spent like two and a half minutes talking about TV shows. <laughs> why? Why do you skip the ads, gentle listener? Do not skip the ads. They are so great. Violent listener. All uh, right. 58 million chips in the pot. Yes. Pavel Plusev in the small blind is check called with the ace of hearts jack on the jack of hearts, four of hearts, eight of diamonds board. His opponent, Andre, has 10 six of spades just trying to, to bilk him right here. Yeah. The turn is the nine of hearts. Whoa. Hibbity jibbity, they say in the southeastern <laughs> southeastern United States. They do. Uh, Breaking Bad, New Mexico. Yeah, that's southwestern. I said southeastern. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So 
this does help Andre a little bit. I mean, he picks up an open ender with his 10. It is a third heart a on the board, bit. and Pavel now is the nut flush draw to go along with top top. That's pretty sick. This is a fabulous card for Andre. I think I think you're really underplaying it. When as you far say as that. range versus range, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. Andre's like that makes flushes. That does give him equity against whatever's calling. If somehow, if he were to, I think this is a card which really he can continue on. This is one of the better cards. I mean, it doesn't give him equity against whatever's calling. It could he could be drawing dead against. Okay, some, fair enough. Yeah, but but he picks up equity, right? Yeah. Like he had ten high with nothing going on. And suddenly he's got an open ender. Yeah, and it's the kind of card that is going to be scary for his opponent, right? Yep. Especially when you bet again. Like, usually when a guy bets, there's a flush draw. The third flush comes in and they bet again, and they're not one of the best players in the world. They, they kind of always have it, right? Because they, they always check otherwise. Now, I know that isn't true against the really good players where they're going to have, you know, they're not flush draw or just a big heart or something. Well, but. before we get to the action, I think it's kind of interesting to talk about what it looks like Pavel has. Because okay. you're talking about how great this is for Andre. Yeah. Let's see if that's true. Okay. Right? Like, when Pavel calls out of the small blind and then check calls the flop, what is the very worst hand that he has? Great here? question. Is it like seven, eight suited? He definitely doesn't have pocket sevens, I don't think. Well, no, he's, he could have pocket sevens. No, I think he's folding the flop. Really? Yeah. For one bet? I don't think it so. It was a big I bet. Dis- I disagree. I think he's calling. Okay, maybe he has pocket sevens. Um, but yeah, but that's probably, but he's probably three betting pocket sevens a lot anyway. Although it plays pretty similar to ace jack, I guess. Um, I think he can have pocket sevens. Fine, but not a lot of the time. Fair enough. Seven, eight suited. Yeah. So we could probably get him to fold that. Yeah, I think we can. I think we could get him to fold all eights. What are these, his other eights? I don't know. Can he have ace, eight suited? Maybe that's more likely to three bet, I feel. The problem is, of course, nine, eight suited and ten, eight suited are not folding. No. Ace, eight suited is more likely to be a three bet. I agree. Um. He probably doesn't have six eight suited. He may not be. By the way, he may not have seven eight suited. He might, with might just be blinds. folding that. I would be folding that. Yeah. I wouldn't be calling. I never would right. be calling that hand. So he may just. So we maybe just. So maybe he doesn't really have many eights at all. He might just like. We might just be if we're continuing here. Which spoiler alert: Andre is going to do something like of that. Of course he is. Um, we might just be hoping that Pavel has a jack without a heart, like a queen jack type hand with no heart, or but that also has a now a gut shot. So. You what know, hope do we have? What hope is, do we have? This is tough because, like, you, I was going to say, like, well, what about if he has, like, pocket 10s or pocket 9s, which, first of all, he's going to three bet a lot. But second of all, he's never folding either of those on this freaking turn card anyway. I mean, pocket 9s is a set. And pocket 10s is open-ended yeah. with a pair. Like, come on. So, yeah, actually. So we're just trying to fold out, like, small pocket pairs now, like 7s and 6s that maybe called the flop because that board wasn't too bad for them. I guess let's 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 talk about this and how it goes. Damn, because Pavel's going to check. Yeah, Andre bets forty million into fifty-eight. Yeah, so I think he is targeting a jack. Well, yeah, now it's hard for a jack for sure because he bet because he sizes. It but up. what do you do if you're Pavel and you have queen jack of spades? Are you really folding? No. Well, queen jack of spades also does have the gutter. Yeah, but which jacks don't? Just king jack, right. or you, or you could have ace jack. But like, yeah, you could have ace jack. What but you're not jack? folding ace jack. No, you're not. You're not folding king jack either. And you know what? You're not folding queen jack. Yeah. You're holding on with top pair. So you, you don't have, have any to. jacks that you fold. Because if you have jack 10 suited, obviously you're not folding that either. Yeah. And, and you can't have jack 9 suited probably because of preflop. But even if you could, you're obviously not folding that. You yeah. got top two. You're right. So, you're what are we tra- so what are we trying to fold out again? Pocket sevens, man. That's this is not a good bad enough. bet. This is now a bad bet. You're right. It's weird because it seems like normally the way you would do this is, oh, I pick up equity so I can continue that heart is a good card to, to scare him off. But actually, you're right. Based on the actual nature of this board, we're folding out almost none of Pavel's actual range here. Right. I think what Andre is thinking is, well, 
Pavel's going to have a fair amount of check raises on the flop if he had a heart draw. Mm-hmm. That means I am more likely to have a flush. Yeah. And therefore, I should bet. But I don't think that's enough of the equation, because if you can't actually get your opponent to fold enough of their range, it doesn't matter what the hell the story is. You're right. Um, I completely agree. I think it was what you said about the heart thing, along with, and I picked up equity. Yeah. I, don't th- I think it was the deuce of hearts. He probably checks. Yeah. But because it's the, it, he, he turned basically the best card in the deck for him. Not the best card, but what looks like maybe the best card in the deck for him, right? Um, with a, on, on a quick examination, I should say, because sure. clearly it isn't now that we go a little deeper, right? But it's like a heart is scary, and I turned like legit equity. I turned it, I turned a big draw out of nowhere. This is amazing. I can see getting excited about it and betting it, but exactly. if you look at it a little bit closer, this is a clear check. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt. This has got to be a check. We're folding out. Just We're just not folding Unless out. Unless Pavel enough. is folding way too much. Like, is Pavel the guy who actually folds King Jack of Spades here? I mean, here's the other thing. The, the reason, another way we could play this is not as just a clear check if we decide, like, we're just going to triple barrel the fuck out of this hand. Like, because now we, we're going to have a lot of success again, right? We just have to hope that he doesn't improve, and we don't know what cards he needs to improve. Correct. That is true. But, like, it's going to be really hard for one pair if we go bet, bet, big, big bet on the river, right? It is. It's going to be really hard. But, I mean, like, you just can't, maybe that worked in 2008 as a strategy to do that all the time, but you can't do that all the time. I agree. But if we're sitting here, if we're thinking about what Pavel's, the top of Pavel's range here, it's Flush, usually going to be, flushes. he doesn't have very many flushes but that he, it's the top of his range. Okay. Um, the, the, practically though, the top of his range is like King Jack, right? No, no. What are you talking about? Why do you say it that way? You don't have to be so dismissive. Because that was ridiculous. That's why, like, obviously he has flushes because he's not check raising all of his flush draws. You know what? You know what happened here? What? I was thinking about this in terms of, because after the turn, not like, not in the middle of the turn, after the turn action is complete, I'm Ah. talking about this, which is different. I see. That's fair. That's fair. I understand why your dismissiveness is so, you're not going to make it in jail though. I'm just going to tell you that kind of (laughs) stuff. You're going to get a lot of trouble. I expect. With with White Power Mike, you're screwed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) White Power Mike. (laughs) He's got his problems. Yeah, you know. Um, Anyway. So let's retract your okay, statements. Okay. Sure. And you can understand why I was... Of course, you can have surpri- a flush. I, you yes. can understand why I was a little surprised yes. that you might say that. No, no I, I really can. I was thinking about it. So it's obviously, Andre bets. Of course, Pavel's going to call with this. Yeah. Hand, right. So we know that. Um, that's the very obvious that this is just a call with the Ace of Hearts in our hand, too. Like, sure. It seems super straightforward. Now that we've been called, though, Andre might be sitting there thinking, it's really hard to put this guy on that much super strength, right? Of course, he can check call a flush here, but he's not going to do it very often. Right. right? But before that, yeah. before Andre decides to bet, right. Pavel clearly has flushes in his range. No doubt. No, yeah. I agree completely. This is a check. Pavel has probably not too many sets in his range and not too many two pairs. But some. He has some two pairs, maybe no sets. He has like, maybe he maybe can have eight, nine suited. That'd be the only two pair, right? Unless he has Jack Nine suited. It seems like he probably can't have either one, though. It He's seems unlikely. Six blinds? It seems unlikely, Small but blind. it's possible. It depends on the player. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he doesn't have that very often. Anyway, Andre bets. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I think you should not bet. Yeah, we've really established that we both don't like this yeah. bet. All right. You, you thought it was pretty clear that Pavel has to call here. Yeah. Should we talk about the potential to raise? Okay, I let's mean, do we it. did turn the nut flush draw along no, you're right. the top top. Okay, what are we hoping to accomplish by raising? That's my biggest question. I mean, we're hoping to free roll him, basically. We're hoping he has ace-jack also, and we get to free roll him. Mm. But that's a pretty thin, like, swath of outcomes. So <laughs> Yeah, there's six combos of ace-jack left. Yeah. And then there's everything else, yeah. Also, ace-jack might fold if we check-raise. Which is, I guess... Actually, both, good. both outcomes are great. But why is that good? 
because then we get to win the pot instead of chopping a lot of the time oh, when that's the heart true. doesn't come. That's true, actually. You're right. So either we get we get the fold and get the whole pot, or yeah. we get to free roll, both of which are with the money already in. Yeah. That's, you're right. That's fair. Okay, so that, there's value in that. Um, but besides him having exactly ace-jack, what are we hoping to accomplish? Yeah, it's not great, because if he's going to call with queens, like, sure, we have some equity against queens, but we don't like that outcome. It's mm-hmm. a bad spot. Now, if he has if he has another jack, if he's got king jack or queen jack, and we check raise, he might just fold. He might fold. He might call. He might call. He might call, and then we can get more value. But if he calls, what the hell is he putting us on? Even if he has ace jack, he might fold, right? Because like, what what are we what do we have when we take this line? It's pretty strong. Like the bluffs are what exactly now when the nine comes in? The bluff is like ace, ace ten. But you, how did you call the flop? Yeah, that's right. I don't know how you called the flop. You couldn't call... Well, no, nope, you couldn't really call the flop. When you're this short. No. It just seems bad. So, yeah, there's just not a lot there. So, I mean, to your point, I think you have to just call as Pavel. Yeah. There's not value to be had by shoving, unless you're trying to, like, fold out king-queen, which I don't see why you would really care to do that You'd, for the six outs that he has. doesn't matter. Right. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. obviously not great when he gets there, but... This is how we play poker now. Right. We like we check call a lot. We let them keep firing. Yeah. So they I will, think they'll bet with anything. They'll call with very little. So why would we want to? So I think your, your quick decision of he's got to call here was correct. Yeah. That seems right. That's what he does. Okay. Pot's now 138 million and Pavel has 117 million back. Okay. Well, as Pavel, I think we have to be prepared to call off on not all rivers, but most rivers. How about the eight of hearts? Well, that's a pretty easy river, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Okay. Because obviously it's not going check. Check here, buddy. It wouldn't Gentle be a breakdown. Listener. Yeah. Mark Testart probably thought it was going check, check, even though he suggested it, which I forgot to mention earlier. <laughs> he did it on the on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. But go on. Yeah. Good job, Mark Testart. All right. So <laughs> the river is the eight of hearts. Pavel makes the nut flush. Great. The board is paired. The board is paired. It's sure. not the nuts. It's the nut flush. Yeah. Should Pavel lead? Interesting question. What? A, what? Okay, let's ask the same question. Queens as last with the time. Queen of Hearts, Kings with the King of Hearts. Would that? Would those not bet if we check? Kings is betting. A king is betting. The King of Hearts is betting. Got to. What size? Not huge. We could determine. We could go all in. It might fold. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing this with? If yeah, we yeah, make yeah, a huge bet, right. if we made a small bet, we could make a small like blocker bet. Maybe sometimes induced. Maybe sometimes get called by worse hands. I, yeah, this is making me realize it's better to check and just hope that he shoves. Yeah, like with, let's give him a chance. Like this is a scary run out. He has a lot more ace of hearts in his hand than like a lot more aces in his range than yeah. we do, right? So like he has ace four with the ace of hearts in his range, or ace five with the ace of hearts, and we have none of that. If you're Pavel, you could be sitting there thinking, literally, the only way this guy has the ace of hearts is if he has ace jack with the ace of hearts. Like what other what other ways? Does he have ace of hearts. If he slow played pocket aces pre, I mean, how else does he have ace pocket? You mean ace if, you're hearts? A, if you're Andre? Sorry, if I'm Andre. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. So that's a great reason to check. And like, let, if this let, guy is let bluffs, Andre go for it. This guy wants to have bluffs. Like, oh man. Like, king queen with the, with the king of hearts may just feel like I have to take a shot here, right? So let's get to what you kind of jumped ahead to in a previous discussion about Pavel's range now having check called the turn. Yeah. Should Andre go for it? Because Pavel does check. Mm hmm. I mean, what what's calling us? Obviously, this hand's calling yeah. us. What well, else is calling us? I don't us? know if it's obvious. Oh, okay. We should, as Andre, we should assume this hand is calling yeah, us. Yeah, let's should, start with that. We, we're not targeting the nut flesh. Right, right. What are, what are we, what, what we going to successfully fold out? Let's start with that. Well, I think all of the hands that you were thinking of on the turn when you kind of jumped in the analysis are correct now to yeah. think that is what Pavel 
is going to fold. Like if he has King Jack of spades, I think Pavel is calling the turn. Sure. But I think he's folding now. I mean, he's folding any non heart at least, right? If he doesn't have a full house, if he's not, if he doesn't have a flush, it's going to be really hard to call. Yeah. Right. Maybe you could have trip. Nope. I don't see how he has trip eights. Seems really hard to have trip eights. Yeah. We already talked about how he has almost no eights. Um, like is Pavel calling with King Jack with the King of hearts? Is he calling with Queen Jack with the Queen of hearts? Maybe. Maybe we may be sitting there as Andre and not even know if those are in his range. Yeah. But, but the King of Hearts may have to call us, depending on how we size it, I guess. Yeah. Right. But if we, like, we have a pot size bet left, right? Um, uh, about. Yeah. Bet just a pot. about. Okay. So, okay. So we could assume it's an all in effectively, right? Yeah. Um, so the King of Hearts, I'm not sure if it would call, but I think we should assume it's calling. I don't think we should target the King of fucking Hearts here. That seems like too much. Do you disagree? What are we repping? If we move in, because that's what Andre does. We're repping one of two things, right? We're repping the Ace of Hearts yeah. pretty clearly, mm-hmm. which makes sense that we can have, right? Yeah. We might play it just like this. We see bet the flop. Oh, God, hey, we picked up the nut flusher on the turn. Yeah. Hey, we got there. Who cares if the board's paired? This guy would have played two pair or a set differently most of the time. Right. Great. Um, I get to shove. Okay. So we can definitely have the Ace of Hearts. He can definitely have the full houses. You right? can have all the full houses and, and the quads. Yes. He has all of those things. For sure. Would he shove the king of hearts? I think he probably would because it's hard to put uh, Pavel on these very, very strong hands. I don't know if you'd shove the king of hearts, though. Like, you're hoping yeah. to get called by the queen of hearts. That's like our best case scenario. Yeah. Maybe, okay, maybe you don't shove, but you have to bet something. I yeah, think, with the king of maybe hearts. 40 million or something. Yeah, something, something small and have him be like, like, sigh call with the queen of hearts yeah. or, or maybe even another heart yeah. sometimes where it looks ten like hearts. you're going for the baby bluff and you sometimes you're. Actually, you know, he never has the 10 of hearts unless he has two tens. They didn't three bet. Mm. This is, yeah, this is part of the problem. It's like really hard to come up with other hearts he can have. I guess the queen jack with the queen of hearts is a good one, though, right? Um, Assuming he calls preflop with, with king jack and queen jack off yes, out of the small blind. I know, which, which I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. See, I like this shove by Andre because of all too. these things. It's like, possible. Sorry, go ahead. It seems to me that Pavel has very few full houses in his range, right? He, he probably doesn't have eight, nine too often. Agreed. He... That's like the most likely one, eight, nine suited. He might play it like this the whole way. He might, right? If he can have it at all, though, like you're saying, pre-flop, he may just not have it. But I can't think of a full house that's more likely than that. Pocket fours? Pocket fours has to be it. But he's going to raise the flop a lot with that hand. He is, unless he sees Andre as being very bluffy. Right, but you have to expect that at least with some frequency, pocket fours is raising the flop. There's already only three combos. I agree. So... Um. That's fair. So maybe we're, even if he only raises a third of the time, we're down to two combos of pocket fours. And that's the, maybe the only reasonable full house this guy can have. And we may think he has almost no ace of hearts in his hands either. Right, because ace jack with the ace of hearts is the only ace of hearts he can have. And maybe you think, he's probably three betting that pre. I would think that. Yeah. So you may think, I can even eliminate the ace of hearts from, my, from this range. Now, yeah. you would be incorrect, but it's very reasonable to decide he just can't have the ace of hearts here. Yeah. Unless he's got pocket aces with the ace of hearts again. Right. Which, I don't know. Maybe you can have that. And Andre can have all of these things. So yeah, all of them. this is absolutely a, a must shove. This is a good play. I really like this shove. Um, we shouldn't have bet the turn, but now that we've bet the turn and we found ourselves in this spot, there's no way this isn't a shove. Yeah. This or, is going to work so much I mean, of the is, time. Is shove the right sizing, though? I guess we could discuss that. Like, should he have bet like 55 million instead? Interesting question. I mean, we're still going to fold out. Like, all the one pair hands with 55 million, aren't we? Yeah, you'd think so. Like, King Jack can't really call. No. Now, the Queen of Hearts can call. 
And uh, that's the only heart. We just don't know if he even has that because the only way he has the queen of hearts is if it's queen jack of hearts or queen jack with the queen of hearts. He might just fold that preflop or three bet it if he's going to enter the pot. Yeah, it's really hard to come up with hands that he can even have because he flatted the small blind with 36 blinds. I mean, you you can come up with all a bunch of hands that are going to fold. Yeah, right. King King jack of spades makes plenty of sense, right? You're right. Absolutely. Lots of hands he's going to fold. Yeah. That's why this is such an easy shove. Yeah. Like... So, like, oh my God, I fall out like 98% of his range, if not all of it. It's interesting because I really dislike Andre's bet on the turn a lot. Yeah. And I really like his bet on the river. If he checks the turn, if Andre checks the turn, this card comes and somehow Pavel checks again, which he might. Yeah. Do you still like a, let's say it wouldn't be a shove now because it'd be too much, but a, a really big bet here. Do you think it's still a good play? Not as good as, as now. It's not as good. It's still probably pretty good though. With four hearts on there, yeah. you're just going to be successful a lot of the time anyway. Yeah, right? true, because Pavel's usually going to bet. And if, if it went like that, I would guess that Pavel would have bet the river with his ace of hearts. I, I agree. But, and we can also really have the ace of hearts to having check back the turn, right? Yeah. Like, we can have a whole bunch of aces with the ace of hearts. That or have ace, ace rag. Or yeah. that have showdown value that we are fine yeah. with. Yeah, but also, yeah, that's right. But we could just, like, we're, we're checking the turn because, like, oh, we have, like, ace, ace three. Mm. And we're like, yeah, like, I don't need to put more chips in right now. And then I, I have the flush draw, but, like, I don't He's need to. He's usually betting that, though. Usually. But not always. Yeah. Not always. But you're right, usually. All right. Is there any folding for Pavel? I believe there is no folding for Pavel. Well, Pavel's tanking. Yeah. He's in the tank. To me, this feels like, here's the reason why there's no, like, when we watch this, I said, this is an easy call. And you challenged me on it yeah. right away. And then Pavel went in the tank. So Pavel seemed to be challenging me too. But my, my logic is that the sizing is such as if... The sizing is basically saying, I have at least the ace of hearts in my hand, if not a full house. Yes. But there's no reason to believe Pavel has a strong enough hand, if you actually had those hands, that he could call a shove here. Like, there's just no reason to believe that. So I, the sizing is not really believable when we, when we actually do have the Ace of Hearts in our so hand. So going back to the, the sizing, we want to go 55 million instead as yeah, Andre. I think so. That's way more believable. Yeah. Now, we're, of course, you're going to get called by the Ace of Hearts yeah. when you bet 55 million. Right. But, but yeah, but I, I think, but I, think case, you're, I think you're just losing money by betting 117 instead of 55 right. because King Jack of Spades is folding either way and the Ace of Hearts is definitely not folding for 55 and probably not folding for 117. I guess, I guess I Pavel's in the tank. I mean, this is the problem. On a paired board, on a four flush... When you have the nut flush, like what is the other guy repping when he shoves? Obviously, a full house from your perspective is his value. Yeah. He doesn't have the king of hearts. He probably doesn't have the king of hearts. It's one of those spots where I think it's like, well, if he has the full house, he has the full house. Oh, well. Like, what it just sucks because he's got the one remaining combo of Jack Jack from Pavel's perspective. He's got the one combo of 8 8. He's got Jack Gate. Probably unsuited because he has 10-6 suited, right? So he's yeah. probably got Jack-8 unsuited. So no that's, question. That's a bunch of combos there. He's got 8-9 unsuited. Mm-hmm. He's probably got 8-4 suited. He's got 9-9. Nine, nine, he's got 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. All that's, those play this way. That's bad. That is bad. At the same point, we have the Ace of Hearts in our hand. Yeah. So and it's a pot size We just bet. go back to distribution and how we are underrepped. So yeah. let's put the chips in. Yeah. And yeah. And that's what Pavel does. Yeah. But I think it's, it's really interesting how my opinion of Andre's betting changed from turn to river. Like, turn bet, awful. River bet, great. I mean, it's, Except the sizing may be unnecessary. Yeah, I, I think what we're looking at is Andre's just very aggressive and very bluffy. So, like, sometimes when he bets, you're going to like it. And it just happened to... One, one of those times he did, and the other times he bet and you didn't. You know, and it's like... He's like, well, I'm betting either way, every time. And sometimes you'll like it, sometimes you won't, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Northern Europeans. Wow. I can't believe you're ending like that. It's I'm. It's a I, tribute to the goat, man. Phil Hummuth. <laughs>
And all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave, I'm so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home